I consider anybody a true New Yorker. I don't care how long you've been here for. If you're contributing positively to the city, I think that makes you a New Yorker. If you're being one of those people that are helpful and kind and creative and you're enriching the city, to me, that's what makes a New Yorker. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hello, and welcome to the Gossip Mista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. And how amazing was that rite of passage to becoming a New Yorker from none other than a native New Yorker, Johnny Cirillo, who is my guest today. Okay, so we'll dive into Johnny Cirillo's story shortly, and you'll be able to hear his relationship with New York City directly from him. But to briefly introduce him, he is the creator and photographer behind one of the biggest New York social media accounts called Watching New York, where he captures the amazing and diverse street style of New Yorkers. If you're looking to get a repertoire of diversity, beauty, eccentricity, New York style trends, and so much more encapsulated onto one page that really just celebrates the uniqueness of New Yorkers, then Watching New York is the account you must go to. He's also been featured on Vogue, The New York Times, The New York Post, Brooklyn Magazine, and countless other publications. And above all, he's been called the modern-day Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham was a fashion photographer for the New York Times with some of the most amazing street style of New Yorkers and celebrities like Jackie Kennedy during his 40 years and was an icon in the industry. I believe Johnny Cirillo is on that path. In our interview today, Johnny shares his inspiration on becoming a New York street style photographer, tips for those that are looking to get into the art of photography, more about his Watching New York account and the people he photographs. He also shares a very interesting story that could have landed someone in trouble. And of course, he's going to dive into his New York story and love for the city. So without further ado, here is my interview with Johnny Cirillo. Hey, Johnny. How are you doing today? I'm really happy to have you on the podcast today to have you share your New York story. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, of course. I, I'm happy because, you know, oftentimes I think we know these um, accounts online and, and what they do, their work, and yours is, you know, watching New York, but we don't know the story of the people behind the account. And, and I know you've been all over publications, but I want to know more about your New York story. And um, my first question is, are you originally from New York? Are you a native, Johnny? Yeah, uh, I was born in Jackson Heights in Queens. In, uh, okay. Yeah. And um I have a little brother, Nikki, who was also born in Queens. And uh, my dad grew up uh, in New in Hoboken. He moved to Queens when he was maybe 11 or 12 years old. My mom was born, my mom was born in Williamsburg and, and lived most of her life in Queens. Um, wow. Yeah. So you have some roots here. Yeah. That yeah. Awesome. Yeah. My whole, my whole entire family is in, in New York somewhere. Um, and um we moved out to Long Island. I went to school uh, out on Long Island, which was really nice. And then I moved back to Brooklyn about 20 years ago, something like that. And then. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. From your mom, Williamsburg, your dad, Hoboken. I mean, these are all trendy areas in themselves, right? Um, I mean, I don't think they, they weren't when we were younger. <laughs> right. Right. But they are today. And, and so you're from Queens. That's awesome. See, I didn't know this and that's exciting to know. So you're a native. So curious, what neighborhoods when you did move back here, did you land upon? And, uh, you know, why those neighborhoods and where are you today? You know, I, I moved to Greenpoint uh, in 2000. And I don't remember 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. I moved there because my little brother had moved there a couple of years prior. And um, so I had visited that neighborhood a bunch. That was my first like introduction to Greenpoint, really. Mm. Although we, we, we used to hang in Williamsburg when, when we were younger. We, we, um, 
we had family that still lived in, in the house that my mom was born in that we would visit quite often, but I didn't really visit Greenpoint uh, until my little brother, Nikki was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got accustomed to the neighborhood. I got comfortable with it. Uh, I liked it. It was just a good old school, quiet neighborhood close yeah. to the train to get into the, into Manhattan. And okay. um, yeah, so I just like kind of landed there, made friends and just never left. Oh my gosh. So you've been in Greenpoint the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been that's in awesome. Greenpoint. I probably had like five or six different apartments, I guess. But, Within um, here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if for those that, and you said it's close to the subway, it's accessible to the city. It's got great views. I know that as well from Greenpoint, but like for those that don't know Greenpoint, can you like define that neighborhood and, and area? Sure. Um, the, the views are actually disappearing, uh, mm-hmm. which is sad because they're building so many high rises now on the water. Um, mm-hmm. Almost everybody had a view back in the day from from a window that was on the third floor. And now that's not the case anymore. It's it's starting to shrink. The view is starting to shrink because of these you know big buildings, which mm-hmm. I get it. But um, my yeah. brother had an amazing, miraculous view of the city. And it's completely gone now. There's just a building in front of his window. So ah. it's sad in that way. Um, when I first moved there, it was a very old school neighborhood and uh, with like hardworking Polish people that had amazing restaurants and and just good, just a good, like the fabric of the neighborhood was very strong. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much the, the way Greenpoint goes is uh, there's Manhattan Avenue, which is the main strip, which is where the subway is and most mm-hmm. of your stores you know shopping stores that a lot of people families and stuff will shop at the next street going closer to uh the east river over there is franklin street which was very which had a couple stores on it when Mm -hmm. when i in back in 2002 but nothing like it is today the Mm -hmm. next street after that is the street right on the water that was called west street and when we were younger Mm -hmm. it was just bombed out cars and there was dogs just like dogs and cats just kind of running around the street over there um, oh wow and now that's completely revitalized and revamped and it's like it's kind of beautiful it's really beautiful now and they, they built a park over there so it's changed quite a bit but a lot of the people that i lived you know that are still there people that i that i when i moved there in 2002 or, or 2003 are still there now mm-hmm. yeah my little my little brother's still here and um it's uh, it's still, it's still a great neighborhood. It's just, it's just changed. Oh, that's quite awesome. A bit. That's great. So thank you uh, there, Johnny, for kind of sharing where, you know, Greenpoint has come and evolved from. It sounds like it's booming there. You have family there. So definitely a happening area. We're going to dive a little bit more into where you shoot watching New York a little later, which may involve Greenpoint, but I'm um, curious to know what has your overall experience living in New York been? What do you like and dislike about the city? Well, my overall experience in New York, it's hard to, for me to judge. I'd never really been anywhere else. I'd never even been on an airplane before. So I haven't, I haven't explored the world the way I probably should have. But um, I mean, I've gone places in my car and stuff like that. But New York has just been where I've been for my whole life. So um, I can't really compare it to anywhere mm-hmm. else. I mean, I have been to, you know, the other cities like, you know, close cities nearby mm-hmm. that um, are also really nice. Just I'm more comfortable here. Um, I had a mouth drop. I don't have my camera open, but when you said you had a bit on an airplane, is there a specific reason? Do you not like flying? I, we never went on a plane when I was a kid. And I think I just, I have a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. and just in life in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that makes me really anxious thinking about it. I, I get very anxious when I am anticipating something that I've never done before. Mm. That's, that's one of my like, fears or anxieties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so uh, it's not about an airplane falling down out of the sky. It's not, um, I don't think that that would happen. It, it's the buildup to doing something I've never done before. That makes sense. Uh, roller coasters too. It's like, I, I, I love the idea of it, but I can't make myself get on one because I, I can't get off. That's part of the thing. You know what I mean? I always like to be able to put my feet on the ground if I want. And I hate that feeling sometimes of, Oh, I'm stuck in this spot and I can't, I can't go anywhere. That's like one of my, yeah. Yep. So I haven't been on a, I haven't been on a plane. Um, I did ride a helicopter a couple of years ago because I thought it would help me. And I brought my camera up and I took some pictures from, from above uh-huh. just to see, you know, uh, but it, it didn't change the fact that I'm still scared to get on an airplane. Uh, the helicopter was a lot of fun. Though. Was it? Really fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's, oh, yeah, it was amazing. that's so crazy. You did a helicopter, which I'd be more scared of, but you know, not an airplane, but I, I totally yeah. get where you're coming from. Okay. And back to the question as to what you like and dislike about New York. The list is endless as far as things that I like about New York. The thing I like most about New York, aside from my family being here and having 
countless like memories. It's part of my life. You know, it's part of my existence, just New York and Long Island combined, you know, even the whole, the whole, all of New York, we've been, um, I know we're talking mostly about the city, but out East on Long Island, way out East, like in the Hamptons is really beautiful. The beaches are really amazing. And then the, the Catskills, like up in the mountains, like it's kind of a, New York to me is such a unique place because you have this great, incredible city smack in the middle. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go east, you can go out to like some of the most gorgeous beaches. And if you want to go west, you can go or north. You can go um, into the mountains. And it, you can't believe that you're only an hour away from one of the biggest cities in the world. And you're like, you know, sitting in a stream somewhere surrounded by gigantic mountains in the Catskills. You know, I don't feel I never feel trapped. You can try to kind of change your scene uh, whenever you want. So I really love that. Um, as far as things I love about the city goes, it's it's the people and it's the open mindedness for the most part. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of messages of people saying I, I, I wouldn't be able to dress this way in my town mm. or, you know, I'd be made fun of or and that doesn't really happen in New York. Everybody is you find your people and everybody, for the most part, is accepted. Mm -hmm. They're appreciated to be who they are. And I've never not felt comfortable in New York. You know, what I mean, I mean, I know that there can be odd situations that happen, dangerous situations, but I've never felt out of place. You know, I've always felt like there's something for everybody in New York. Absolutely. New York is so accepting of everything and anything that you are. And you kind of said it so perfectly there where no one's going to judge you. And you know this, you're, you're, you're native, right? Like, I mean, you've seen the evolution of New York and how you, you described sure. just having the accessibility of the Catskills, the Hamptons. I mean, the whole general tri-state area, it is like you're in a different world. You just hop in your car and you can escape the city. And, and that's what like New Yorkers do, right? They, they get away from the city often on, on weekends or whenever they can it's nice to get away and it's it's so easy it's so easy in new york to to, to escape to somewhere completely a totally different universe it feels like i don't know what it's like in other places but and i've never been to arkansas or indiana i i don't know what those places are like but it's fun in new york to me to be able to go to the mountains the beach and a city Mm -hmm. all within a small amount of miles, like know. two hours at most, you know, uh, an hour. And I mean, you can also sure. take the train or to most of these places to an extent. So right. yeah, you yeah. don't need a car. Sure. That's, that's the beauty of yeah. New York. And uh, so I'm sure there has to be some things you dislike here, Johnny. What are some things you dislike about the city? I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about New York. I don't want to say anything bad about New York. It's a great place. It's expensive, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. I don't have anything negative to say about the people in New York or the, I don't find it to be dirty. Like some people say it is. I don't find the crime to be overwhelming. Um, I, I just, am, I just love the city. I think it's a great place and I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Oh, you gave me goosebumps spoken like a cool. true New Yorker. <laughs> I love that. That, that was beautifully said there, Johnny. All right. I mean, I was digging, I was trying to think of something, yeah. but I, 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 I don't, I really don't. I just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm we're, we're here for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And I like concur with you on so many reasons there. So thank you for kind of summing it up like that, like no one else has before. So um, with that being said, spoken like a true New Yorker, like in your opinion, you know, I'm a newbie to New York. This podcast is not only to hopefully continue enriching the lives of current New Yorkers, but also those looking to want to call New York home, you know, those visiting New York. So coming back to like, what is your perspective on being a real New Yorker, what does it mean to be a real New Yorker? And like, can you be one unless you're an actual born native? Like, what does that mean to you? I get it. People say like, you know, you should either be born here or you should be here. I've, I've heard people say you're supposed to be here for 10 years and then you become a true New Yorker. I, I kind of think that uh, I consider anybody uh, a true New Yorker. I don't care how long you've been here for. If you're contributing positively to the city, I think that makes you a New Yorker. If you're being one of those people that are helpful and kind and creative and you're enriching the city, to me, that makes a, that's what makes a New Yorker. Oh my gosh. Why do you keep giving me like life with your answers here, Johnny? That, that makes me so happy to hear that. That is so nicely said, you know, like beautifully said. So thank you. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you uh, doing this New York City podcast here. I think it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, I, I thank you. I'm obsessed with New York. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and so with that being said, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to move to New York? I, I would say to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say it's important to 
find, you know, everybody, I, well, I don't know about everybody, but as far as like enjoying New York to its fullest potential, I think that finding people that do the same things that you enjoy doing, like for me, it was photography mm -hmm. and, and kind of running with that crew. You'll see the city in a, in a whole different way when you surround yourself with people that are doing something similar that you want to do, it'll push you further. It'll motivate you more. And um, it's just a, it's a great way to meet people and to explore and to branch out. You know what I mean? So I think that um, if you're going to jump in, I think you should jump in to the deep end with people that are doing something similar to you. Mm -hmm. It makes, it makes the whole experience, I think, way better. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. And with that comes like first knowing what it is you are passionate about, right? Or what it is that you um, sure. uh, love to do. But if you don't have that coming to New York, New York will probably show you that, open up those, those yeah. doors for you. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And so rounding up, you know, the, the New York, your New York story segment, because I definitely want to talk about watching New York here and your photography. Uh, last question is, if you were to sum up New York um, into a quote that's personally yours, or one that already sits out in the universe, like what would that be? Holy crap. <laughs> um, I'll have to like, think about it. Um, I've never thought about it, but um. I'll have to, I, I can't answer. I, I don't want to answer it wrong and say the wrong thing. So I got to just. I know this question is like means a lot, especially to New Yorkers. So maybe we'll come back to you in a future and you'll have that quote. And yeah, then, yeah, we'll, yeah, and then we'll have that. Okay, perfect. That's so true. thank you, Johnny, there for sharing your New York story. Do you feel I missed anything before we hop on to the second segment? No. It's All great. right. Cool. You're great, you're, you're, you're great to talk to him. Oh, thank you. I appreciate this is, you know, not um, tough for you or, you know, weird. <laughs> or not, no, or not. <laughs> awesome. Okay. It's like therapy. Gossip Nista here. Hey, everyone. Guess what? I've created a telephone hotline to connect with you. Yes, you, my listeners and supporters and those who love New York City. Throughout this podcast, I've heard from many of you whether it's New Yorkers, city locals, tourists, explorers passing by, or plain old New York City lovers, sharing your visits with me, experiences while living here, your overall thoughts on the city, and much more. So I wanted to create a platform for those who want to continue sharing their New York moments with me and encourage you to call my Gossip Nista hotline at 917-268-4777. Yes, you heard right, the Gossip Nista hotline, where you can share your New York moments and help spread the word. Share this with any New Yorker you may know. Again, the telephone number is 917-268-4777. Please note, this is only a U.S. hotline, but not to worry for those who are international. For other ways on how you can share your New York moments, follow me on Instagram at Gossip Nista Podcast. Now, I do want to reassure you all, no one will pick up this line, so no need to worry. Just re-record as much as you like and share your incredible New York moments, whether they're good or bad, and you could be featured on a future episode of the Gossip Easter podcast. I look forward to getting your voicemails and sharing your New York moments. Now, back to the episode. Like I said earlier, there's no magazine and publication that you haven't been on here, Johnny, with regards to your photography work and, and watching New York, your, your Instagram account that you've created. That's all about the street style of New York City. Really, what you're helping to do is keep the streets and style of New York City alive in so many ways. So let's dive into that. Let's dive into, you know what your background initially was, like what, where you started off in this world with regards to your career path and, and then what kind of led you into that creativeness and artist as a photographer. Cool. Um, my like beginning of enjoying photography, my mom was really into photography. And so when I was probably like, I don't know, like 14, she got me like a little camera, mm -hmm. a 110 film and I would roll it up and run around the hallways of school taking pictures and I just did it as like fun I wasn't like I wasn't doing it wasn't photography at that point it was just like snapshots taking pictures yeah. of friends but it was the beginning um in in the 10th grade um in my high school I I took a photography class 
uh, or my, my, maybe it was 11th grade, 10th or 11th grade. I took a photography class. Uh, I think it was 10th where um, I kind of just took it as uh, I wasn't a good student. I wasn't into, I wasn't into school at all. I was, I was really bad. My grades were really bad. I wasn't bad. My grades were really bad. Uh-huh. So I took photography just as a way to pass the day. And mm-hmm. um, I had a great film teacher, Mr. Kasky, Robert Kasky. Mm-hmm. And he had a passion for photography and he, had a knowledge that was really, it was very deep and he, he was making a difference and he really um, was my inspiration uh, because I, I did some photos and there was one in particular that he really liked. And I, I really thought that he was kind of just BSing like this kid mm-hmm. uh, that it, you know, but he, he, he made me realize that like, yeah, you got some potential and like, you should work hard. And my, my work was so bad, but he saw something and maybe he was just being a teacher and maybe he did that with everybody. I didn't notice mm-hmm. if he did. I think that was pretty cool because it, it, I've always thought about him. I've always wow. thought about Mr. Kasky and that was back in the nineties. And mm-hmm. um, so then I got more serious in the dark room and in Mr. Kasky's class, 11th grade, 12th grade, I worked. Mm-hmm feverishly in the dark room after high school I built my own dark room I continued with film um, and I shot film for many years then I moved to New York after I moved to Brooklyn after high school Mm -hmm. and um, started digital and then I just started like a journey into being paid as a photographer as far as like uh, weddings and engagements and maternity shoots and babies newborns events, stuff yeah. like that, parties, birthdays, all those kinds of things. And that was my gig for like a ton of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool. I, 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 I dug it. it it's not, um, I think I got pretty good at some of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I was never, I've never been like really satisfied. Some of the stuff I, I, I really enjoy doing. Uh, I really enjoyed like, I like the in- more intimate stuff and the more personal stuff. I really like, like an engagement shoot or mm-hmm. um, I even like, um, like baby announcements, like pregnancy announcements or maternity. Yeah. Maternity was one of my favorite is one of like my favorites. It's intimate and, and you can make really good photographs. And I was always doing projects, you know, mm-hmm. other photo projects, series, things that I, that I was just passionate about, whatever it may be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so you're always looking, I'm always looking just for a cool picture in New York is just this amazing backdrop. So, yep. you know, you can take a picture of somebody crossing the street and if the buildings are right in the back and the lighting is good and there's a taxi zooming by and you can blur it out a little bit with a slower shutter speed and this and that, and you make a nice scene. And, and we have that. I have that here. I have that, you know, so I would shoot the city a lot. I would, I would shoot, I would photograph Manhattan a lot. And I fell in love with a photographer named Bill Cunningham, who was the uh, New York times street fashion photographer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he was the man. And uh, I thought he was great. And I would watch his work and, um, Whenever I was in the city in that area, I would always look for him. I never saw him, which was always such a, so sad to me. Although my wife is, uh, uh, she's been photographed by him. She's super fashionable. Yeah. So that's, uh, in my opinion, her claim to fame, um, but she, and, and she is really cool. She, you know, I'm glad that she was photographed by him because she's, I've never seen the picture. I've dug deep into the archives. I couldn't find it. It, she, it was taken years ago. It could have been 15 years ago. So it was kind of before, oh, let's go on the internet and find it. And Um, like you, if it wasn't in the times and then it was, you you didn't find it, you know what I mean? But um, when he passed away, I, uh, I was like, oh man, you know, it was a sad day for New York. And he, uh, I just thought it would be fun to go to where he shot pictures and, and did what, and I just tried to do what he did for the day. Where did he shoot pictures, Bill Cunningham? Uh, I mean, he shot them all over mm-hmm. the place. He really shot them all over the world. He shot in New York mostly, but there was a strip on 55th Street. Uh, oh, boy. Um, was it 55th and... It, it was like Upper East Side a little bit more so. Is, am I right or wrong? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I For some reason, I don't know why I'm thinking it was 55th, mm-hmm. but um, I can't even remember mm-hmm. it now. But I, I actually didn't go just to his location. I just went to Manhattan. I think the first day I went... Um, I started uptown and then I, I landed in front of like the Mercer hotel okay. and I was down there for like a few mm-hmm. hours. And anyway, I just, I pretty much just tried to do what he did just as a way to think about him for the day, honor him. And, and then I just enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. And that was, I went home, I showed my wife, she was like, Oh, these are really good. Um, so I just kept on, I did more. And then I just, I never stopped. I just kept on going and, um, I did it every day uh-huh. when I, when I didn't have work. 
And um, I would go to the different parts of the city and bounce around. And um, yeah, and that's it. That's how it started. Uh, that was that was kind of my whole journey. And then uh, the project, the um, I really just, I just was having fun doing it. I'm still having mm -hmm. fun doing it. So I didn't have any followers for a really, really long time, you know, three years at least. I, I, I didn't tell anybody about it. I just posted the pictures. Mm -hmm. I didn't. It was just something fun and therapeutic for myself. And I enjoyed it. And my wife enjoyed it. And we, we did a lot of it together. Wow. You know, we picked the photos together and went through them. And then there's an editing process and whatnot. Um, so I, I did it because I was passionate mm -hmm. about it and I just enjoyed it. So that's why it's probably had some longevity because I, I, it's just a project that I enjoy doing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. You just gave us a lot of great insight here, Johnny. Starting like shout out to Mr. Katz. What was his name? Mr. Kasky. Kasky. I was going to say cat skills. Kasky. And where was this at? In Long Island? What school? This what a, high school? This was on Long Island. This was Smithtown High School. It's it's like maybe 30 miles from Manhattan. I don't know how far it is. Maybe 30, 30 40 miles away from, from New York City. Wow. Well, I mean, he inspired you. And, and you know, so it sounds like you knew to do this right out the get-go. This was your passion from, you know, in high school. And then, then you did all these projects and you still do them. You still do photography for, you know, weddings, uh, maternity and everything. Uh, that's no, I've, act I've actually stopped all that now. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Uh, I, in the last like uh, two years, I've solely focused only on uh, street fashion. I'm watching New York. Oh, okay. I haven't well taken any paid jobs. I haven't done any. I haven't done any events, weddings or anything like that now in a few years, in a couple okay. of years, yeah, about two and a half years. Well, this is good to know. So, okay, don't <laughs> reach out then to to Johnny with no, regards to these things. I don't have. I don't. It's. I don't have the time for it anymore. And and uh, and like my main focus is watching New York and anything that's. I can't have anything take away from that. So if I'm putting creative energy into something, it's going to be that. And I, I I just can't. I can't waver from that at the moment. I just signed a contract with myself to just go a hundred hundred percent. You know, I, I, I'll make my money how I can in other ways. And I sell prints sometimes and yeah. uh, stuff like that and whatever. I, I, I'm okay. This is something that I really want, you know, to make good. Weddings, they take a lot of effort. They take a lot of energy mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and they're fun and they're really great and they pay really well. If you're a photographer and you mm -hmm. want to get into making money, learn how to shoot events and weddings because they, they pay a lot of mm -hmm. money and, um, and they're great and they, and they can be really fun. And you're in a, in the company of great people, eating great food, watching people dance, catching, capturing moments. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it'll take, it'll, it'll take a good solid 10 days of your life. Wow. You know, the, the shoot is one thing. Editing is, I don't know how good some people are with editing. Mm -hmm. I don't use presets. I edit individually every single picture and every picture takes me a really long time to edit. So it, yeah. it's a week. It's a, it's a solid week of work. So just watching New York is what we're focusing on here. You're committed yes. to growing that and, and appreciate you kind of sharing that insight here with us. And so your wife had a, a bit to do with the inspiration for this, um, you know, kind of doing the street style full time. And so just describe watching New York for someone, for some reason, you know, not from here. Uh, it's a street style page that celebrates the fashion of New Yorkers. Uh, in my opinion, what's really good fashion. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it's inspiring. I do get tons of messages every day that uh, I haven't, you know, the page has inspired people to get outside of their comfort zone and wear something that they didn't think that would look right on them. I think it's a more realistic version of fashion than uh, what some mm -hmm. of the world is used to, which is, and not that there's anything wrong with high fashion or, you know, mm -hmm. runway models or, you know, that kind of things. But a lot of things that you see in the magazines and on TV and stuff like that aren't exactly what people are really truly wearing in the street. Mm. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And I think people can relate to that. All different ethnicities, body types, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I don't judge anybody for any, you know, any single thing this was a photo project before a fashion project. So mm -hmm. my whole thing was, can I make, I want to make cool scenes in New York and, and a cool scene in New York is, you know, if you were to, if you were to do this um, on a set, you'd have somebody decorating somebody in clothing and yep. have a specialist that would come in and put clothes on somebody that would make the scene explode. You mm -hmm. couldn't take your eyes off this scene, this person in the scene. And so I get to do that because I live in New York. 
and I don't even have to bring a, a stylist a stylist because <laughs> yeah. the people are doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's people that are just doing it themselves. So it's natural. It's candid. It's uh, it's real. It's it's a real representation of what's going on in the streets of New York. Yeah. And I, and I like how you emphasize that, you know, that like magazines, TV out there, it's not like real world fashion in a sense, because, you know, even like the New York runways and the styles and trends, they're so ahead of what's actually happening in current time. Sure. And you're like that person firsthand on the streets, actually shooting photos of people and what they're wearing, like real time yeah, for, cool. to that extent. Yeah. So um, very, I mean, it's like the source to go to for like what's trending, what's not, what's hot, like, you know, yeah. beautiful people. And you really have an eye, like what makes you stop to shoot a person? What is it you're looking for? for I, a I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of things that I look for, but it's pretty much something that just catches my eye. So there's, but there's a few different, I mean, I'm always looking for trends. Trends is like one of the big things that I look for. And it's, um, there's a lot, like I'm, I'm on my computer. I have like, 50 folders of different things going, whatever it may be, you know, mm -hmm. overalls, bucket hats, splattered paint on pants, um, different kinds of shoes, you know, cowboy hats, cowboy boots, um, whatever. I have a running folder of things that, you know, when I see somebody wearing that, I take that picture, bingo, I put it in the folder. So mm -hmm. then I have that, you know, if I want to make a collection or, or you know, a yep. folder, or whatever, or sometimes it's just things that I think are trending. If I see somebody, sometimes you see something and you say, oh, was that intentional? Then you see it again. You say, that's a trend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Start seeing mm -hmm. band-aids on people's faces. Mm -hmm. I saw a band-aid on someone's face. I said, is that a cut under their face? Or are they that look kind of yeah. uh, -huh. uh I don't know. I'll put it in this folder anyway. Then a mm -hmm. week later, I saw another band-aid on the face. Week after that, I saw another band-aid on the face. And that becomes a trend. So I'm always looking for trends. That's like one of the big things that I'm looking for from a distance. You know, I try to look really far ahead um, to see what's coming. And then I just look for... Uh, great photographs, things mm -hmm. that make great photographs, backdrops, mm -hmm. people walking out of certain areas, situations. I look for swagger. I look for the way that people walk and their, uh, their confidence. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the confidence really carries over in a picture and it makes a, a photograph really explode in my opinion. So they don't have to be wearing something so outrageous or perfectly put together, but when the confidence is there, um, I think people can relate to that. I think that makes it more relatable. Like, Ooh, I have that. I can walk like that. I can, you know, so I look for that. I look for confidence. And then I look for, you know, the bold, the unique, the beautiful kind of looks, whatever they may be, you know, the different, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Wow. You just gave a whole lot of details there on what you look for. And I love it. And I think, you know, what stood out the most is like that swagger that you mentioned that yeah. confidence. And I, and I see that in your photos. I see that with, cool. you know, a lot of the people you take photos of, it's like, wait, are they out of a magazine? <laughs> because they're right. so confident. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> that is awesome. And I love how you put you, that out that's, there. Uh, that's, that's New York attitude. Perfectly said. And it's so where logistically, let's talk logistics. I'm curious here, Johnny, where are you shooting? Where are you finding these swagged out people? Uh, this is like a, this, this gets a lot of heat because uh, I mm. haven't been bouncing around the city as much as I used to. So I used to go mm -hmm. all over the place. I used to mostly actually go in Manhattan. So I'd go downtown, I'd find mm -hmm. strips down, you know, I'd go on spring street for the day. The next day I'd go on green street. Then I'd go to union square. Then I'd go to Madison square park. Then I'd go to Washington square park. Uh, then I'd go into mm -hmm. Brooklyn Then I'd go into Queens. Then I'd, mm -hmm. this was before I had a child uh, and mm -hmm. I was able to take my skateboard and go all around the city and do whatever I wanted. And I'd have all day. I can, I would leave sometimes at 10 o'clock in the morning and not come home until nine o'clock at night when it got dark. Um, wow. But I can't do that now. I have a, I have a kid, he's three years old. And um, mm -hmm. so my main focus and priority uh, beyond anything is my, is my family and my family. And so I am limited to the time I can go out and where I can go out. Um, Absolutely. We live in, we have an apartment in Greenpoint. So when we're in Greenpoint, I will, I'll walk around Greenpoint. I shot in Greenpoint yesterday for about two hours. Mm -hmm. I find myself oftentimes going back to Williamsburg, um, pretty much on Bedford Avenue between mm -hmm. the subway and the Whole Foods, which is like North seventh to North third. Is that the street? Mm -hmm. And, um, I pace back and forth over there. And the reason why I do that, and this is why people, I get a, like a messages every day and I get comments every day of people getting angry. I'm going to, I'm actually this week, I'm, I'm going to branch out and go to some different places because I have a little more freedom this week. But 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I go there is because there's a, there's a very high volume of very fashionable people. So I can make the most of my time. Mm. I also ask permission. Uh, after I take a candid photo, I approach the subject and I explain the project and I ask them if they would mind if I shared the image on social media. Okay. In my experience mm-hmm. in New York City, the percentage of people telling you that they do not mind you posting the picture is much, much less than the people in, in Brooklyn. It's very, very frustrating. So if uh-huh. I stay out in Manhattan for 10 hours, and if I photograph 50 people, 25 of those people will tell me, do not use my photo. And mm. that, that is really disheartening. In, mm. in Williamsburg, if I do the same 10 hours and I film 10, 50 people, 49 of them will allow me to use the photo. And maybe one person will say, please don't use that photo. So, oh, wow. I'm, I'm my, my efforts go to waste a lot of times and, and, and not, I'm not always shooting 50 people in a day. Sometimes I'll only shoot 10 people in a day and I'll wait for an hour to get a really good shot. And yes, I got a really great one. I go and I, I talk to them and they say, no, I don't want to be shared on, on. Oh, wow. So that's disheartening. And and sometimes that happens four times in a row. So it'll be three, four hours of me standing Mm -hmm. in a place in New York and the three or four, five, six, seven people that I asked all said no. And it might just happen that way because that's just the way the percentages fall sometimes. But that doesn't happen as much in Williamsburg. And I, I, I just at particular at this particular time in my life, I need to make the most out of my time. I don't my time is very valuable. And I need of course. to be home with my kid and my wife and you know my family. So I go to where I know I can get really good stuff at a very mm-hmm. high volume for, you know. And get a lot of people agreeing to the project, to doing the project with me. And thank you for kind of sharing that insight and clarifying as to, you know, because you're saying there's a backlash, but that makes perfect sense. Like your time is valuable. You want to get more yeses than those. But so the question here is, um, why ask, right? Appreciate that you are asking. I'm sure people appreciate it, but then why ask, right? If you're just like street style shooting. Yeah. Uh, I actually started asking, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I started asking, but um, I try to do things. I don't want to be, I don't want to be Bill Cunningham. There is nobody that can be Bill Cunningham. He, he was the best and he died on top of the mountain. In my opinion, as far as there'll never be another Bill Cunningham, he was incredible and amazing. When I started this, I wanted to do things slightly different. I didn't want to exactly do what he did. I didn't want to use the same camera or the same lens. I didn't even necessarily want to use the same angles that he went at. I just wanted to vibe his, you know, his, his work as far as running across the street to cap- capture an outfit and make a good photograph. Um, so the reason why I started asking people, which he didn't do. Mm. And, and I used to not, I used to not ask people. Mm-hmm. And then long story short, what happened was I, I, I posted a picture of a couple holding hands, a, a guy and a girl holding hands. Uh-huh. Um, I got a message later that day from the guy saying, Hey, uh, my wife and I, no, my girlfriend and I really love your page, but unfortunately that's not my girlfriend. Can you please take the photo? Oh. So I caught somebody kind of doing something they weren't supposed to do maybe. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, this might not be a great idea. Like what if, you know, you don't want to out somebody from doing something they're not supposed to be doing. That's not my job. I'm not a secret agent. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to be spying on people. So, um, I asked people and like okay. my surprise, I uh, enjoyed it because I made a, a lot of friends now doing it that way. And and, cool. and it's fun to talk to people. I like people. So it's, it's nice to mm-hmm. talk about the project. It's nice people. I also, people that get dressed up like that, it seems that they appreciate when somebody else appreciates it. So a lot yeah. of times like, oh, thanks for stopping me. You know, that's really nice. What's your page? Uh, I'll check it out. And then, you know, we just become friendly. And I made a lot of friends like mm-hmm. that. So um, that's why I ask everybody. That's awesome. That, that you're kind of looking out for people, but you know, you're also building a community of those that are supporting your work even more. So outside of just on Instagram, finding you, it's the actual people that are the stylish people in New York that you're connecting yeah, with. Yeah, totally. That is awesome. Okay. So you've done all this, you've had watching New York for about five years now. It's continuing to grow massively. Like what is the hope and future for watching New York? The, the plan the whole time was, um, to become uh, the New York Times street fashion photographer. That was the that was the inspiration behind mm-hmm. it. Not not to replace Bill Cunningham, but to become the guy that, you know, that he was somebody who's been in New York their whole life mm-hmm. and somebody that is on the streets every day taking photos of 
what they consider to be stylish people. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that's still, that's the goal. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to become, if it's not the New York times, somebody, but that would be, that's the dream. Uh, That's the ultimate dream goal is to become the New York times street fashion photographer. I love that. And you're representing the New York times with your baseball hat and that's it. You know what I mean? I'm just the channeling, channeling the energy. You are putting it in the universe and I, 200% 200% see that you, your work is so amazing and definitely inspired me. This is, you know, inspires cool. so many. And this is why I reached out and, and so happy that you were able to share this insight with regards to um, watching New York. I, I've kind of done some research. Is there a potential uh, future of where, you know, there's a, a coffee table book of watching New York? I'm trying. I, I'm, we're trying. I got an agent and um, we've put together like a nice package and uh I that that it's a it's a it's a goal it's a goal of, of ours so I'm I'm uh I'm we're, we're working on so it. look out everyone watch out for these things okay where can they connect with yourself Johnny and watching New York like what are the, the um, accounts it, it's on Instagram Twitter and uh TikTok just under the same name watching New York I don't really know what I'm doing on TikTok I try my best but um it seems like it's a good community there uh Instagram is my main Uh, hub for sharing um, for sharing perfect so we will catch you there gossip nista here i hope you're enjoying the show so far i wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet if you could please subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you listen this will help me reach more people and spread the word about new york city and those who love it and if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossip Nista podcast on Instagram. Now back to the show. All right. And moving on to our third segment, truly appreciate you sharing, you know, the story about watching New York on, on this one, the third one briefly would love to kind of give some street style trends or photography tips for those aspiring. We'll make it a, a brief, but, um, to start off with, what's your favorite season to shoot in New York? When do you feel it's like the peak of style for you with regards to people? It's fall. Fall is awesome. And even now at this point in the summer, I'm like, man, I'm ready for some different weather. You know what I mean? And that's what's so great about New York. You get four incredible seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and fall, it's, you're just ready. You're hot. You're done with the hot. And you're ready for some new things, some cool cardigans, some, some rusty colors, some, you know, that, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, that fall, when the leaves are changing, the background gets different. People start wearing a little bit bulkier things, showing less skin. Not that there's anything wrong with showing skin, but it's just... It's just a, it's it's the most dramatic change mm. from summer to fall, and I just I just like fall attire. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you, and it's good to hear you know what you love most. I mean, I don't you make people look so good in the summer though with the photos you take because in real life New York, I I can never see myself looking that good or like you're sweating, you're drenching. I mean, how do you capture these people? Do you do any editing on them? Is is this just them? <laughs> It's them, man. It's the people in New York just looking pristine. Oh, wow. I, I got to I gotta connect with these people and tell <laughs> me their tricks. I, and so, um, you know, where are the areas? You noted a little bit where you go in Manhattan, where you go in various areas. But I'm just curious to know your perspective. What are the areas where you are catching trendy people, like whether it's Soho, um, Greenpoint, Williamsburg? Like, what are they? Like I said, I mostly primarily shoot in Williamsburg and Greenpoint. So I do see a lot of trends there. Um, It's a totally different style in fashion, like in Soho. And um, it's a little bit, I don't want to say it. um, Please do. (laughs) Well, I guess it's just, it seems like a little bit more money. So Mm. that you see a little bit more higher end fashion in Mm -hmm. Soho, which is, Mm -hmm. which is fun. I kind of, I like seeing things pieced together creatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that you might have found at a thrift shop, or th- th- those are kind of the things that get me more excited. I, I don't get me wrong; I like brands. I think brands mm-hmm. are cool. I'm a fan of Gucci. I like, you know, I like mm-hmm. I like the colors. I like, you know, I, I like brands. I think brands are cool and they're necessary. Mm-hmm. But I I've always appreciated when somebody can go to a thrift shop and buy an old pair of overalls and style them in a way that I've never seen before. And you say, Oh, wow, that's really unique. And that's really cool. You know, whatever it may be a a hat or a a scarf or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I I like the creative. I like when people do things that uh, 
you know, revisit something old, but do it creatively. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There is a difference in neighborhoods, you know, with regards to Soho, more so Williamsburg and Greenpoint. It, it is more just eclectically put together, uh, more vibrant, more color, more everything versus I feel like there's just like a neutralness to Soho or this certain style that everyone sure. kind of wears in, in, in that regards. But um, OK, so what, what would you call your like, what is your style, Johnny? I'm curious, like, what, what is your style? Comfort. Um, I, yeah, I, I try, I, I, the things that I wear, I try, um, cause I'm out there shooting, you know, it's different if I'm going to go somewhere or do something, mm-hmm. but, um, the majority of the days I want to be really comfortable and I need to be comfortable if I'm going to be outside shooting for, you know, for the entire day. Um, but they make a lot of really comfortable stuff. I really like corduroy shorts. I think they're mm-hmm. really super comfy and they're mm-hmm. soft. And I'm a tank top guy. I wear a lot of tank tops. I don't have, a, I don't, I, I don't consider myself all that stylish. I, uh, I just, like I said, it's photography before fashion for me. Mm, but I think you're stylish and, and you, you, you it. and your wife are stylish. I look through a lot of things here and I'm like, oh my God, this is a stylish cool. couple. Don't forget about so- Kristen. Man. Kristen is, Kristen's in a whole nother level. She's, she, she, Kristen, she's got some closet. Um, oh, wow. and, she claims to have never worn the same outfit twice. And, wow. Um, and, and she gets dressed every single day. Like, Ugh. you know, she works from home, but she wakes up, she takes a shower and she gets dressed. And it's, um, there's so many days where we never, she never leaves the house. It could be a week where she doesn't leave the house, but it's a different outfit every single day. It's just what she does and what makes her feel good. Oh and gosh. You know, so she, she's She's very stylish. You and her inspiration, period. Oh my gosh. Like I wouldn't even open my camera today because I look like, you know, (laughs) but Kristen gets ready every day. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. And so uh, last thing, um, any specific thrift shops you guys go to that you would know off the top of your hand in New York? Cause you know, I, I'm, I love a good thrift store. Um, beacons is like one of the best, uh, in my opinion, like in, in Williamsburg. Um, and there's, it's a huge and you can always find something. It's something for everybody. Um, so beacons, they also buy clothes. They're, they're really great. Beacons is beacons is like the place to go. If you're traveling and you come to New York, go to Williamsburg or, or is in Greenpoint and go to beacons beacons closet. Amazing. Thank you. And finally tips for any aspiring street style photographers or photographers out in, in the universe, more so New York related, but yeah. Mm. Um, utilize New York. You know what I mean? You have the greatest city in the world as your backdrop. Um, I would just go out and shoot. If it's something that you're interested in doing, I have so many people tell me, Oh, I've always wanted to do this. Um, just do it. You know what I mean? Just go out and do it. And, and, maybe you won't like it and then maybe you'll do something and it'll stick and you will like it. Uh, I'm just a big fan of trying things. I think you have to try. I think you need to, you know, everybody always says you got to put yourself out there. You got to be vulnerable. And it's really true. You know, some of the best things that have happened to me have happened because I've been vulnerable, nervous. I don't want to do this and you do it and it becomes part of your life. Beautifully wrapped up there, Johnny. Thank you so, so much for, again, no, you for sharing your New York story, you know, the story of watching New York and then giving the listeners some tips. And before I let you go, I do like to play this little segment. It takes one minute and it's asking uh, just like a speed round of questions with regards to New York. Are you okay with playing that? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Okay, here we go. Favorite New York borough. Brooklyn. Favorite New York neighborhood. Greenpoint. Favorite New York food and and or restaurant? Lilia in Williamsburg. Uh, favorite food is the artichoke from Lilia. Ooh, okay, Lilia, noted. Okay, favorite season in New York? Fall. Favorite tourist destination in the city? M Museum down Cortland Alley. There's a muse- There's a tiny museum. The tiny little museum. It's a museum that's probably five feet by five feet big. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Okay. No, there's another, there's one other destination. Yeah. There's something called the New York city dirt room. I think it's an entire apartment. It's like a three bedroom apartment that's filled with like three or four feet of dirt in the entire apartment. And it's very peaceful. And uh, I don't know where that is either. I forget. I've been there and I can't remember where that is. It's in Manhattan somewhere. Oh, wow. That's awesome. These are almost like non-tourist destinations because people yes. don't know about them. Okay. Um, and, and I love that. And then so any specific um, like big tourist destination here in New York City that you like? I mean, uh, I like the High Line. I, I love the High Line. The High Line is always a really good walk. Um, 
the High Line. The High Line is a great is a great destination. Perfect. So you gave us like two non-tourists and then more so of a tourist destination. Love that. All right. So favorite holiday in the city? Ooh, Christmas is beautiful in Manhattan. It is nothing like Christmas, but I really appreciate Halloween uh, because it's it's a neighborhood holiday and it's a holiday when everybody comes outside and you go to different houses and you see your neighbors and everybody dresses up and it's Halloween in New York is a neighborhood holiday and that's what I like mm, about it. Love that. I love to hear that. I've heard Halloween a couple times and it makes me so excited about it. Okay. Um, favorite NYC subway line? Ooh. Um, I like the seven train. I like when you come above ground on the seven line. Okay, I haven't done that one. Good to know. Favorite um, New York park? Washington Square Park, all the way. Favorite weekend getaway from New York? Specific place if you have one. Well, the, just the town of Sag Harbor out east, I think is probably my favorite getaway. I don't have a specific place to go there, okay. um, but Sag Harbor in general. Perfect. One word to describe New York City? Lovely. Number one tip to how to live your best life in New York? so much pressure be kind to your neighbors be a positive part of the community and do anything that you dream of because it's a city where you can you can you can do that oh, beautiful look and the alarm ring at the same time johnny thank you so much so much fun you were really great oh thank you johnny i appreciate you and hopefully one day i'll see you out in new york Thanks for tuning in to Gossipista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossipista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at Gossipista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.